This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is BetQL Daily from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe Giglio, Cody Decker on a Tuesday. Let's do some NBA college basketball here. NBA on the break. We could do some takeaways from the uh, the first half of the season. And then we'll get to tonight's college slate here. Interesting note, and then Paul's going to uh, tee us up on something here, Cody. So mm-hmm. um, about mid-February, uh, favorites were dominating, and, and Aaron Hawksworth was basically betting on them every night and, and cleaning up. Favorites went on a 25-3-1 ATS run over a four-day stretch. But February 5th to 8th, it was like basically every – just take the favorites every night against the spread, and, and you were just cleaning up. But since then, the underdogs have taken over – 28, 26, and four uh, entering this week's game. So it's flipped here. And I, I was wondering about this, Cody, your perspective on it, especially someone who's, who's done this. I wondered as we got closer to the All-Star break, if if it like changed the mentality a little bit, right? Like the the under the favorites are like, all right, get me to the break here. You know what I mean? Like that, that time before an All-Star break or a midpoint of a season, do, do players kind of shut it down sometimes? Teams kind of shut it down? I could see some teams doing that. It seems like basketball, if there is a sport that lends itself to being able to somewhat shut it down the first half and turning it on, it seems to be basketball. You can't do that in the NBA, NFL. You probably, you know, you technically cannot do that in the uh, MLB. But at the end of the day, I mean, last year, the St. Louis Cardinals made the playoffs because they won like 20 of their last 23 games. So, yeah, you can turn it on the second half, and there's a couple of teams that I think that we're definitely looking at to turn on the second half. We've already talked about Philly. We talked about Brooklyn, two teams we absolutely expect to turn it on the second half. But in the first half, there were teams who we were not expecting to turn it on at all that right. have absolutely obliterated expectations. One you were really hot on that I was able to pick in my little draft is Memphis. They're one game away from beating their season you know, projected total. It's game one of the second half. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. You you look at and I'm looking at it here. Um, the teams that have been the biggest overachievers versus underachievers, you know, the preseason win totals that were out there. So Cleveland, their win total before the season, Cody, was 27 and a half. They're 35 and 23. I mean, mm-hmm. they have already surpassed it by a lot. They're on page 50 wins. Phoenix, this is amazing. Phoenix was only projected for 49 and a half wins. They're on That's page surprising 68. to me. I know. How did they surprise? How did they think they were going to win that few of games? This was a team that was a heartbeat away from the finals last year, and they didn't really lose anybody, right? They brought everyone back. It's yeah. a, it, outside of Chris Paul, it's a really young team, so you figure those guys were just getting better. That was an easy number if you bet the over. Memphis, which you mentioned there, they were projected forty three and a half. I think I, I saw them at forty one and a half at one book before the season. 
they're on pace for 56 wins. Like people thought they could be go from not so good to good, but they've gone from not so good to really good, really fast. No, no question. I mean, they're a team that that's surprising everyone. And still, there are really good odds on them as a flyer right now. Like really good odds. I, I, yeah. I'm probably going to take it. The other ones that are overachieving by a lot, Golden State was on pace, uh, was projected 47 and a half on pace for 58 wins. Minnesota, uh, they were projected at 33 and a half. They're on pace for 43 wins. Now, the biggest disappointments, I mean, how did we not talk about the Lakers here? The Lakers, uh, terrible. preseason over under was 51 and a half wins. They are on pace for 38 wins. They don't get to 500. It is a joke. It's embarrassing. It's it's a travesty. But you, you mentioned teams that can turn it on. This is a team that could feasibly turn it on a little this second half. I'm not expecting much out of them, especially with this AD injury. It seems as though the Russell Westbrook uh, signing was just a mistake. It just it doesn't he doesn't fit with this team and this dynamic. It's very clear of that. Maybe with AD out, maybe something can change a little bit. But AD's been out quite a bit since he's been a Laker. So I'm not. Not expecting much. I think this is a team that should make the playoffs. Most likely get maybe win one series, but probably get knocked out in the second. Did you see uh, the story yesterday Brian Windhorst had about the pressure that LeBron is now putting on the Lakers? Because it was all weird stuff this weekend. Like he did an interview with The Athletic, one of the Cleveland mm-hmm. writers in The Athletic, and said he's not closing the door and returning to Cleveland that one was more weird. time. That was weird. Then last week he was publicly praising other GMs. Like he was talking about how the GM uh, down in – Oklahoma City is like the best drafter and, and trader. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. apparently Clutch is all upset at Rob Palinka, the GM of the Lakers, because they didn't make a move at the trade deadline. They didn't trade a future first to try to get better this year. And then Winhorse had a story uh, today or yesterday about how the Lakers could have to trade for LeBron James. And what he meant by that was like convince him to stay there. Like they have to show him he should still there. It feels like there's a weird vibe going on, and he might there exit is. one more time. Um, to be fair, this is a very similar feeling that we had in Los Angeles with Kobe Bryant during uh, that Shaq incident when they ended up trading Shaq. It wasn't until the Lakers traded for Pau Gasol. That was when right. Kobe said, I will be a Laker for life because they needed to make a trade to really keep Kobe here. He, he wanted out at one point. And just think about that. Can you think of Kobe Bryant in a different uniform that isn't a uh, Laker uniform? No, but yet during his career, that was a thing. The Bulls were involved. Like there was a lot of different stuff with Kobe Bryant there. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on the uh, the stuff with the Lakers and LeBron, but obviously having a disappointing season. All right, let's have uh, Paul TS up here on this NBA trend, then we'll get to uh, college hoops tonight. So one thing as we've been talking about throughout the show, the Bulls, like are we buying the Bulls? And I was looking at the updated NBA win totals and my gut reaction. So they're they're at 38 and 21. And it's weird, like the all-star break is more than halfway, right? But their in-season win total is 49 and a half. So that is 12 more wins. And my gut reaction was that's low, but there's, so there's actually only 23 games left. But let's go through the schedule. I don't know if there are 12 wins left on this schedule for the bulls. And I think that'll, I mean, it is definitely a tougher second half schedule. Um, but I think we'll learn a lot about the bulls, but let's just start off. So they've got the Hawks right off the bat. Okay. We'll count that as a win. Mm-hmm. Grizzlies at the Heat, at the Hawks again, against the Bucks, at the 76ers. Maybe there's one more win in there. Okay, so Maybe that's two. 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 At Detroit, okay, three. Versus Cleveland, that could go four for the sake of this. Let's give it to them. That's four. At the Kings, that's five. 
losses at the Jazz, losses at the Suns. Um, against the Raptors, getting like that, that one. one. Okay, that's, yep. that's six. At the Bucks, count that as an L. At the uh, Pelicans, give them a Go W there. Yep. At the Cavs, since we gave them the earlier win, we'll count that as a loss. So we're still okay. sitting at um, seven. 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 Yeah. At the Knicks, eight. At the Wizards, nine. Versus the Clippers at home, okay. I'll give oh, for the sake of this ten. Against the Heat, loss. I'm gonna say against the Bucks, both at home. I'm gonna say loss. Celtics. Last Charlotte, three: Celtics, yeah. Hornets, Timberwolves. And how many they it's need in the last three? They would need two or one. Two. Two. Yeah, it, and they have 23 games to go. So we're saying we need 12 and 11. Yes. Right to get to the Ooh. over. If you force me to take it, Cody, I would take the over. I would say they go 12 and 11. I'd say they get just over the number. Hmm. Well, the question, the initial question that you really asked is, are they are they real? Or can we can we count on these guys going forward? And right now, oh, you make a very glaring case that this is a very tough second half. I wouldn't be surprised if they knock down a couple of notches a little bit. But again, this is still a team that is currently sitting at 33 to 1 odds to win the NBA, and they're currently number one in the Eastern Conference. So I'm going to go with you, Joe. I'm going to I'm going to say they can do it. I'm going to say they can definitely hit that total. What the playoffs look like, I don't know. I, I'm still questioning whether or not this team is legitimately real, or have they been able to take advantage of an Eastern Conference that's been beat up and injured and underperforming? So for I the mean, most, I'm looking at their schedule for the most part. Now they have a couple clunkers, but they they pretty much taken care of who they should. That gives me a good sense. Like those games you reel off against the Knicks and the Kings, they're probably going to win those games. They they I think they had two clunkers. I went through the schedule. Like how they lose that game, but for the most part, they they beat bad teams. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. And so I that think makes me feel better. Right. And again, to kind of backing up your guys' point, every game against a good or better or like top tier team, we're giving them an L. They win a couple of those and they're they're getting to this over pretty easy. And there's no reason to think they shouldn't win a couple of these. So um but that I don't know. I think it's kind of exciting game. to be a Bulls fan right now. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, I mean, I'm I reading felt articles that, that have time. them in the finals. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the fan base is excited, and I mean the tradition here speaks for itself. You know, being based in Chicago right now, so it'll be an exciting second half. But it is interesting, like looking at some of the other like win totals, like the Pistons over under eighteen and a half. They need six more wins, probably not getting there. Um, and teams like the Blazers need eight more wins. The over is plus money. The Kings nine more wins. Overs plus money. So 
Uh, we can dive a little bit more into it, you know, next couple of days. But at the, you know, again, at the break, not at more than the halfway point, but looking at these in in season win totals as well. And then another note on the Bulls, they've they're interesting in that they struggle in the first quarter and the third quarter, and they're twenty two and thirty six against the spread in the first quarter. That's something you're interested in. Seventeenth in scoring margin, third quarter also seventeenth in scoring margin. But they're very good in the second quarter and the fourth quarter. Mm. That could be something to uh, watch with them going forward. Another team like the Bucks are great in the first half, and it seems like they might be, you know, fully turning it on now. They are so bad in the third quarter. They are 25th in net rating and 25th in scoring margin in the third quarter. So that's a team that just comes out of the half pretty brutal. And then one other team in the East, you know, contender that we've been talking about. The Heat are the best first quarter team, and they are a great third quarter team but they struggled in the second quarter. So just some interesting news and notes to throw out there. The first quarter, the, the Heat are 31, 25, and 2 against the spread, number one net rating. Second quarter, they're 16th in net rating, 17th in second quarter scoring margin. Uh, just some of the interesting ebbs and flows of some of these teams, uh, you know, throughout the game flow. One quick thing, then we'll, we'll hit on tonight's college games. Um, the Sixers are an interesting one with their over-under. It's 50 and a half. They have 24 games to go. They need to go 16 and 8 in those 24 games. The schedule gets tougher, and they have to uh, assimilate Harden in. Mm-hmm. I think that's a tough one for them to get to. I could see them like 16 and 8 is really good to go down the stretch. Even if they went, you know, 15 and 9, that's still good. But they don't get over their win total. I I, I think the under on the Sixers it's 50 and a half right now. I could see them going slightly under. That that's one to keep an eye on. All right, let's hit tonight's college games. Um, mm-hmm here to make sure we uh, we give people our thoughts on the big games tonight. So we have one game, I believe, between two top 25 teams tonight, Villanova-UConn tonight. Connecticut is fair by two in this one, Paul. I, I, I've been on – I mean, we're always on Nova on this show. I, I, that's – we watched Nova go into Providence last week and win. UConn, what do you think? Two-point favorites tonight, total 137.5. I, um, I kind of like – I like Nova in this game. Yeah, everything, gut reaction, everything is like like instantaneously towards Nova, which, you know, whenever I feel like that, it also it always gives me pause. But I like feel like Nova, Nova can absolutely win this game. And I just feel like they're more consistent than UConn. Right. I think UConn, UConn plays their best game. Sure, they probably beat Nova at home especially. But it is surprising to see Nova, um, a dog like that. And it's interesting. I think it was uh, – Crack man that I think he's tweeted out or seen him said this in the past that he treats two in college hoops or maybe basketball in general, like three in the NFL is like a key number. So mm-hmm. if it gets to two and a half, you know, maybe that's a great spot to jump on over there. But I, you know, it just did, by the think, way, it just, it just moved to two and a half as we're speaking. Nice. So, so that I think that's a play for Nova right there. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, the other thing we have to touch on here is, is Paul, your future day to tell everyone about. So tonight it's uh, Tennessee, number 17 in the country, at Missouri. They are big favorites tonight, 10 and a half, 11, depending on where you look at it. But you're in now, right? You're in on Tennessee futures? So I was doing, trying to get reacclimated, doing some college hoops, like deep dives, and kind of looking at that 2020 club we were talking about earlier, top right. 15 club. And then there's a handful of teams that if you look at the historical metrics, so like you guys mentioned earlier, 39th. You know, the team with the worst offensive metric to win a national title was UConn, and they were 39th. And 22nd is the lowest team with defensive, adjusted defensive defi- uh, efficiency. So Tennessee is 39th 
in adjusted offensive efficiency and fourth in adjusted defensive efficiency. So they fall right in that kind of historical trend, like that they could they could make a case, make a push. So do a little deep dive into Tennessee. They're 45 to one, six to one to make the final four. Those are both bets for me. So they force turnovers, which is always you know key in March. They've got a great young point guard. Um, in Kennedy Chandler. Now, look, he's a freshman, but he's you know already projected to be an NBA draft pick, early second round right now. He's also got international big stage experience. So he won a gold medal uh, over the summer for Team USA's under-19 squad at the FIBA World Cup. So he's played against some of the top international competition out there. And then Tennessee as a whole, they have multiple shooters. They have to get hot. And this is a team that can get hot four, six games, which you need to in March. So, look, it's a dice roll, but, like, hey, if they get hot for the, those six games, absolutely they can make a run. And they've got multiple shooters. Um, and they got a couple interesting X factors. Like, Justin Powell is a kid that could be an X factor, but he's had trouble, trouble getting on the court because he's, you know, looking at what Rick Barnes said, he's not shooting enough, and then his defense is an issue. So that's right. a bad combo kind of there. Um, and then they lost, just lost their – center uh olivier cam Howell. but that's also giving a kid jonas i do a highly touted freshman second only chet holmgren an opportunity so if he keeps coming on it could be an interesting run for the balls at the end i like it some good college hoops tonight the futures market is out there on the other side it is time for some lightning bets including maybe a special two 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 bet for each of us up next <laughs> right here on becky well daily Hey, it's Ryan Horvath here to help you bet smarter on BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern. Download the free Odyssey app and search BetQL to beat the books. Your home for wagertainment is the BetQL Network.